0: Good morning and welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Sceptical Podcast. I'm Nathan and joining me today is Craig. Hello. And Susie. Hello. So we have a piece of feedback for this week. And that piece of feedback is from Paul. Paul says, I'm currently working my way back through the cusp episodes in a momento-like fashion. It's interesting to hear feedback on material I have yet to listen to. Can we just first stop and, and what sort of a person listens to an episodic podcast backwards?
1: I would have suggested someone like you, Nathan.
0: No, I, I deliberately start at the original episode, if, unless it's, you know, years and years old and I'm not that interested. <coughs> and listen to, anyway. <coughs> I don't know. Um, <clears throat> Paul has just listened but, to episode 50. Yes, carry on, Susie.
2: Well, it's we're, we're not a soap opera, so... I no, I realise that, but... I would actually it refi- would be best to listen to them in that order and then you can at some point go, oh, now it's just so long ago, I'm not interested, kind of thing. Mm, I suppose.
0: No. But well, we, that's exactly the point he was making, though, because he's hearing feedback on material that we haven't talked about yet. And, yes. you know, we're following a story like Goop, for example, and he's hearing the most recent stuff first.
1: Right. Since where do we follow our own stories? <laughs>
0: well sometimes we have arti- uh, you know news articles that come up that are relevant but no you're right we don't we don't follow up on anything
2: well the more important thing is is he enjoying it
0: uh he
2: doesn't, he doesn't say say well, specifically
1: <laughs> he's continuing listening so he's interested I guess he's enough a, to. this is a masochist
0: yeah maybe Um, Anyway, he's just listened to episode 57, which included discussion of Vinnie Eastwood's talk at the 2017 New Zealand Skeptics Conference. Uh, I did come away from the talk with a better understanding of how someone might develop balmy, conspiracy-laden beliefs. Vinnie stated uh, stated that some major event in his past had left him deeply suspicious of, quote, the authorities. So, when faced with the question of what to believe about an issue, he doesn't consider the evidence available, but rather approaches it by disbelieving the position of anyone in authority, and believing anyone with opposing views, no matter how outlandish and irrational those opposing views are. It was interesting to gain an insight into how someone ended up with a set of beliefs that are a long way from reality. P.S. Looking forward to the 2018 conference. The lineup of speakers looks to be very strong this year. Uh maybe future cusp episodes could tell us a bit about some of the speakers and what they plan to talk about. Which I th- I'm sure we have plans to do that you guys have <laughs> picked a couple of, of speakers to talk about for this episode.
1: <laughs> well, if we knew about this feedback in advance, Nathan, then perhaps we would have done so.
0: Pretty sure that came into the cusp email address. No, Hang I don't on. We don't even get that anymore, but anyway. Um maybe not. No, no, he emailed it to me for some reason. Right. There we go. Okay. Mind my damage. bad. I'm sorry. But this is something I've been mentioning every time for the last few episodes, <laughs> and you guys are like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Well, in terms so of... So the... now's
0: your chance uh, to look up a couple. Uh...
2: <laughs> okay. I can do this. Cool.
0: So we have no <laughs> corrections. So moving on to notice board, where I've been told usual plea to come to the conference, <laughs> which sounds a little bit desperate, but okay. Okay. How desperate are we, Susie? Uh,
2: um,
1: We want people to come.
2: Yeah, come along. We've spent so convince us. We've quite a bit of. Oh, Nathan, let me speak. Sorry. Um. Okay. So why should you come? We've got a great lineup of speakers. The couple that I will talk about today are um, Dr. Alex Taylor, who's a. some researcher group leader at the university of auckland and he is really interested in the um origins of intelligence and mm-hmm. so he studies um he studies dogs he studies uh, kia he studies the new caledonian crows the one that's the ones that make tools and stuff yeah. yeah. what else does he study some other animals well wow. that was i mean lots of them anyway But actually what I've asked him to talk about is the Fermi paradox and the whole idea around, um, you know, is there intelligent life out there and Hmm. stuff? Yeah, where are the aliens? And, um, yeah, he gives a great talk about this. He's a very, very engaging speaker. And so this is really, this is a really fun topic. Um, And then he'll talk a little bit about, I guess, his research into intelligence and stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. And then the other thing we've got planned uh, are... um, around the meth testing debacle. So we're going to have Dr. Nick Kim, who's from Massey University in Wellington, and he was one of the very few uh, scientists who was actually speaking out about how the um, regulations around meth testing and stuff were all bullshit, basically. Um, Not appropriate for houses. Mm. But, of course, he was roundly ignored. Um, So he's going to be talking about the about that side of it and then we're going to have a panel discussion with um russell brown who's a journalist i can't remember who else is on the panel uh, but a few people then essentially around the aftermath of that so what you know the fact that the science was ignored and essentially run with by a government who it fitted their narrative that you know poor people were basically yeah, yeah. abusing their state housing and stuff and it's so fascinating i mean it's so timely now as well with the announcement that there's going to be compensation for some of those people and the very people, you know, p- um, politicians who are kind of like, Oh, these people should be should be compensated before the announcement of compensation and now going, this is outrageous. You know, taxpayer money is going to be spent compensating all these meth addicts and stuff. So it's really fascinating yeah. how the national party, <laughs> hmm. how their politics plays in this. And so I th- I'm hoping that's what we'll get to in the, in the um, discussion section
1: fantastic there you go. well done good job
2: thank you
1: mm, so should be very good and
2: if and if you need to remember reminding when it is 16th to yes. the 18th of november in auckland at butterfly creek conference.skeptics.nz that's so
1: local...
0: only eight weeks away
1: oh it is too ah. crikey
0: uh what are the local hotels like motels do we have any special deals
1: no no wow slackers <laughs> <laughs> But I'm sure that there are couches available, Nathan, for when sure. you book your tickets. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I have had a lot of expenses over the last couple of weeks, so I don't have any. And you've had plenty of notice. No, I know.
2: Anyway, there's uh, there's two hotels within walking distance of the venue. One of them's rather more upmarket than the other, but the budget one should be comfortable enough. And, yes, the conference, according to the countdown on the website, is 54 days away so mm. it
0: is, okay. get your tickets yes we still have tickets obviously otherwise you wouldn't be telling us to get tickets what's our max numbers in terms of accommodation uh, in terms of was 150 but... how many people can we fit that all takes about 150 does it off the top of my head uh,
1: anybody who wants to come will be accommodated okay <laughs>
0: cool do so,
1: not worry about that
0: no hurry then just take your time buy tickets whenever no,
1: the tickets are cheaper at the moment because ah, of the early bird deal. Which that's was important expired. information. When does that expire? So, well, it expires about a month before the conference. Okay. So you really Couple have weeks. about three weeks to buy some tickets at the discounted rate.
0: Okay, news. Cra- uh, crowdfund Why did you write this? Crowdfunding quackery. <laughs> Susie. Say it three times fast and then tell us what it's about.
2: <laughs> Uh, this is a uh, relates to a new article published in the BMJ, formerly the British Medical Journal. Um, Are they not and, the British
0: uh, Medical Journal anymore? Do they just call themselves no, the BMJ.
2: No, now the BMJ. Okay. Because it was always known as the BMJ. Okay. Now it really they just officially is changed it. Oh, this is annoying. Wow. It was open access at first, <gasps> and now it's not. No. You bastards.
0: Did you make some notes on it, or?
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah, no, I can talk about it. Okay. Um, Okay, so just give me a moment. The um, Good Thinking Society. Now, is that, was that started by Simon Singh and others? Um, It's a charity in the UK all around um, kind of critical thought and stuff. And yes, founded by Simon Singh in September 2012, according to Wikipedia um and so what they've done recently is a survey of how much money has been raised on crowdfunding well two crowdfunding platforms in the uk for uh cancer so people who have basically gone on there said you know i have cancer or my friend has cancer or my family member has cancer and we're raising money to go and to get some Treatment that is not funded by the NHS, the National Health Service, and so they've uh, so they've basically got the figures going back a few years. Um, they have and then looked at kind of essentially what where that money was spent um, and divided it into um, was it essentially a legitimate thing or is it being is that money being raised for uh, to fund pseudoscientific um, potentially harmful um, treatments.
0: Can I make a prediction?
2: (laughs) Do it, Nathan. My
0: prediction is it's vastly weighted towards the alternative and quackery treatments because Mm -hmm. in the UK, real medicine is free effectively.
2: Yes, except there will be some treatments that are not available on the NHS. Right. um, But that is usually what because they are still in the kind of – you know, not proven category sort of thing. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, borderline not stuff. Huge. Yeah, it might not be huge amounts of benefit or that it hasn't yeah, been yeah. shown yet. But for the most part,
0: um, healthcare is,
1: as
2: they say, socialised. Yes. <laughs> Although <sighs> the present government are doing their best to undo that. Um, anyway, so essentially what they found is that on two platforms, GoFundMe and JustGiving, that the amount of money raised since um 2009 for cancer treatments with an alternative health element um was over eight million pounds so 16 ish million dollars how many um how
0: many funds uh, how many campaigns is that does it say
2: ah so they didn't have that but they did say that um JustGiving's own figures show that 2,300 cancer-related appeals were set up on its site in 2006, a sevenfold rise in the number in 2015. So it has been, um, it has been, essentially rising every year. It looks like. Yeah. Uh, oh no, 2016 was a big bumper year. Anyway. So the places where people are mostly raising money for uh, is to go to Germany. Um, The U.S. and where was the other big one? Mexico
1: uh-huh.
2: was another big one. So we know about Mexico. That's usually kind of stem cell stuff. The U.S. is generally the Brzezinski
1: right. clinic, yeah.
2: which we've talked a lot about before. But actually there was – and so there were some really quite nice uh, stories in the paper as well. And one of them was about a place I had never heard of before, which is actually in Germany. So in Germany, yeah, so Germany was by far the biggest um, thing. So uh, let me see, three, four, almost five million pounds has been raised for treatment in Germany. And it appears to be this place called the Hal Wang Private Oncology Clinic. Um, And so they have this this story by a a couple who um, they were going there. So it's one of these places that basically throws the kitchen sink at you, but but charges everything. It sort of also considers itself quite, well, not exclusive, but um, like you really have to be rich to go there for treatment. Uh, They'd been advised that this woman's treatment was going to cost around 80,000 pounds and basically over the course of a year they spent three hundred and fifty thousand pounds so like nearly a million dollars yeah um they were saying it was something like it was they were being charged a thousand pounds a day on top of the treatment costs for what um for like accommodation or something things well
1: I um, I just went just to the website and um it does look very nice. Okay. I think it's um <laughs> if you're a rich person and you've got cancer that would be the place to go and get cured.
0: Assuming well, that
1: yeah.
2: Whether you're being cured or not is another matter. So they um and certainly the story that they recount was that you know they were basically told about all these people who had uh who had survived and there were big sort of you know groups of meet all these people who were getting treatment at the same time and then you know a couple of years later there's not many left. So um, there's a concern that they're also exaggerating their survival rates
0: mm.
2: by not being particularly honest. But there was things like they're also being given vaccines, which uh not quite clear whether they're going to be useful or not. 11,000 euros each dose, wow. which just seems bonkers. Anyway, so, yeah, there's lots of um, lots of that. But it was really interesting. So it would also be interesting to know, I mean, if that's the UK – and this, you know, as you say, has socialized healthcare. care. Um, it'll be really interesting to know how much is being raised in other countries. That yeah. was actually the
0: question yeah. I was going to say is I'd like to see the same stats in America where people yeah. are literally raising money for, you know, broken legs or real legit cancer treatments yeah. and stuff like that.
1: Mm. Here's a quote from their site. In integrative Health You are unique and so is your treatment. Healing oriented and individualized medicine considers all aspects of lifestyle and not only relies on conventional treatments and recent cutting edge developments in medicine, but also takes into account our experiences and natural remedies and is open for alternative treatment options in order to work in synergy with conventional treatment strategies. We always try to be as natural as possible and as conventional as needed to achieve the best results. Integrative health concepts are successfully used in many diseases, including malignant diseases, neurological disorders, as well as prevention and rehabilitation. That sounds like a claim. Our yeah, our integrative treatment strategies include micronutrients, whole body hypothermia, mm-hmm. ozone therapy, photopheresis, whatever that is, and many more according to your needs. So yeah, it sounds like they are quite happy to um to uh, mix in bullshit with conventional treatment.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Right.
2: Cool. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so that's where most people are, say, are doing these um, campaigns. And so the charity have basically, and the, this article in the BMJ have kind of asked two things. So one is that they think that it's time that the crowdfunding campaigns essentially um, re- don't put these... Uh, don't let these campaigns go live so that there are some rules around what you can crowdfund for uh, or at least put in some warnings so people know what they are donating to mm-hmm. um, and they're asking the media to stop advertising them so we see them all the time yeah. here as well that they become a kind of a f- sort of slightly feel good you know human interest type story oh this poor and maybe not feel good but you know, this poor family are raising money for this thing. Isn't it terrible? Can we all help them? Um, and so they're asking journalists. Basically, don't do yeah. that. Just don't, don't give them any, any air because of you know where. So, where so the bad stuff. so the local
1: one that's popular here is give a little. And I yeah. think in the past where there've been give a little campaigns that uh, for dubious um, funding, dubious treatments. People have tried to complain, and it's not really been successful. Like, mm. give a little doesn't doesn't make judgments about what you're fundraising for, I don't think. And um, and and I think uh, I've seen comments there where people <laughs> all been attack you for um, for for saying that no, you shouldn't be raising money for this sort of thing. And mm. yeah, it's just the typical comments that uninformed people are putting on. Did you give us
0: a percentage earlier, Susie? I think you said eight million or something on Quackery. Yeah, what
2: was... I can't remember what that was of the f- of the total. Okay, but it's a um, significant amount. The... amount. Mm. Eight million pounds is. A I mean, more than money. Um, more than
0: the people that were raising for legitimate treatments.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure they actually put that in their. Paper. Mm.
1: Okay, so um, so that ad behind a paywall. Let's um, yeah. so, raise money, um, so we can you, look at it. Did you, or well, did you know, there's actually a Google Chrome plugin called Unpaywall, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, when you go and visit a site that has paywall, there's a little icon at the side of your Chrome browser that you can click, but then goes and tries to find the article at a place where it's legal to to download it for free. Um, and in this, and for this particular. Um, article there isn't such a place it it comes back and says sorry we couldn't find anywhere that has a legal open access version but it is quite it is quite useful to install because then you can possibly find um find other ways around reading the article um nice than having to actually pay for it
2: yes i have that (laughs) loaded on my thing and it's it's not a little green padlock (laughs) no which is very sad Um... good to know So,
0: moving on. I don't want to say follow-up, because we don't do that. But (laughs) we have been talking about Goop. Goop is Gwyneth Paltrow's company selling a lot of pseudoscience and quackery. And the latest news, I say latest news, it's from earlier in the month, uh, Goop settles lawsuit can no longer make health claims about vaginal eggs. Of course, we're talking about the jade eggs that they sell, that you're supposed to put into your vagina for reasons which I forget. Does anybody remember what the point of them was supposed to be?
2: Oh, it's supposed to make it all tight ah, and gotcha. help your sexual prowess gotcha. and stuff.
0: Oh, here we go. They claimed that the rose are uh, the jade and rose quartz eggs could balance hormones, regulate menstrual cycles, prevent uterine prolapse, and increase bladder control. So all of that too, apparently. And also you could take an essential oil that could help prevent depression. Oh that's not that's not in not in conjunction, it's just another thing. The company has yeah. settled and they have agreed to refund any customers who bought those eggs or the essential oils uh, between the dates of dates and dates. I'm sure none of our customers qualify for that, so there's no need for you to know specifics. Uh, They've agreed to no longer make any claims regarding the efficacy or effects of any of its products without possessing competent and reliable scientific evidence that substantiates the claim which is an interesting uh, claim in and of itself. Uh, and they're going to pay $145,000 in civil penalties, which Peanuts. seems like exactly a slap on the wrist. Um, not even with a wet bus bus ticket, really. Um, although that is, I assume, on top of the refunds.
1: Yeah, but how many people are actually going to go and claim that? That's fair so, too, yeah. So, unlikely. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's all a percentage at most yeah it might have been worse I suppose if they hadn't settled um, So I guess at the very least they've admitted that they were um, making shit up and they've somewhat promised not to do it again. We'll see I suppose um, blah blah law advertising claims blah 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 honest disagreement. Heather Wilson, a company spokeswoman, Provided R as Technica with the statement uh, which categorised the legal dispute as an honest disagreement. Oh, Wilson also noted that to date no one has filed for a refund. So, as of this article going to air, no, they haven't had to pay any money back.
2: It now says on the website um, Jade Egg $66. Uh, used by women to increase sexual energy and pleasure. Is that all? It helps connect the second chakra, the heart, and yoni for optimal self-love and well What's it got to do with the sixth chakra? That's how they're advertising it.
0: I mean, yoni. The yoni is right. It connects. The yoni, yeah, to but the yoni's yoni right there. Yeah.
2: yeah, but you've got to connect. But how does it the, the egg do that?
0: The egg's not nothing. Anything, nowhere near. On. Hang, on, what's, hang
1: on. What's the yoni? Well, the jade. The yoni what's is the yoni? your the jade?
0: Uh, clitoris.
2: Oh, the yoni is to do with your. Or is it the the um, vagina itself? I think it's just uh, the whole. The whole package. The whole package. Okay. Uh, according to Wikipedia, it's the stylized representation of the. That's what I'm looking Shetty at too, but it doesn't say anything Hinduism. else. Um. What does it say? Vulva. Um. It's the okay. vulva. Oh, well, there you go. So. Okay. Which is not both, even the both place of you of us put the there you go. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, so... Okay, okay, whatever. It connects the whatever to the whatever. But that actually, again, sounds like a claim. <laughs> um, even though the two things that it's claiming to connect are made up, surely they have to demonstrate that that's true in order to make the claim.
2: Well, I think they can probably demonstrate that because they just need more than one woman to say they're using it to increase sexual energy and I would imagine they have no I'm talking about one the, woman they've got yeah Gwyneth but I'm talking about the, the
0: claim that, that that was people use it for dot 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 but the specific claim is that it connects the yoni ah, to does it say helps connect. does it yeah No, oh, maybe that's the weasel connect. words that gets them out of it okay
2: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah. Good well, they've, yeah, they've had They're plenty of good. practice, and certainly there's lots of examples that they can draw from. So, everyone say anything else about that?
2: No, just that I'm sure Gwyneth will give us many stories for many years yes. to come. <laughs> yes, yeah, we will
0: keep reporting on this as it pops up until we get a significant number of Names on a survey saying, please stop talking about Gwyneth Paltrow and her goddamn company. <laughs> I'll set it up and I'll post a link in the group and you guys can all sign it. Maybe you can set up a GoFundMe Or even me better, campaign. pay us to stop talking about Gwyneth Peltrow.
1: Well, at least we're not mentioning Ken.
0: Oh, oh Craig, you jinxed it.
2: What are you doing?
0: <laughs> Moving on. So, Muslim leaders in Indonesia have issued a fatwa against the measles vaccine. What the fuck is well, up Well, this with will that, be seriously?
2: the, um, I mean, they're calling it the rubella measles vaccine, but presumably it's the MMR, the mumps and measles and rubella vaccine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and apparently they're saying it's forbidden because it contains traces of pork and human cells. So, I was kind of intrigued by this pork uh, Okay. Thing. And it's because it may contain gelatin, and gelatin is generally made yes. from those products but i found um I found another article that says that this is we've been here before basically we've been here before, and in um in two thousand and fourteen at the International ulama Conference on polio eradication, they all sat down because they had uh, basically been some issues around you know worries around this um the vaccines essentially not being halal for a while they all got together a whole bunch of people got together and discussed this and essentially what they decided was that while it does contain while vaccines some vaccines do contain gelatin the gelatin is formed as a result of transformation of the substances from an impure animal and because they have been transformed, they now they don't have to be considered impure anymore. So what so they effectively said. In, because they've been well, what they said in 2014 was basically we have a big problem with polio. We want to eradicate it. It doesn't yes, it contains gelatin, but gelatin is transformed and so it's we can consider this okay. By our rules, this is what they decided in two thousand. Okay,
0: good for them, I suppose. and
2: essentially, but we're just we. So they can take. So essentially, the ruling was, people, if you're Muslim, don't eat pork, but you can take medicines that have got gelatin, whether it's gelatin in a vaccine or gelatin capsules that have got your medicine in it, because it's been transformed, it's okay. Um, and essentially, they're just
0: seems a bit tenuous to me.
2: That's what they decided. I mean,
0: good for them for, for allowing it and all that, but I mean, you know, it's they're just cooking it really, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but to it make means gelatin? it's
2: got different characteristics, um, so it changes it and that's what they I mean, we have to remember why these things were put in place in the first place, right? As a microbiologist, my so, assumption is people were were essentially told not to eat pork because sake. there are there are essentially parasites that come from those kinds from some kinds of meats and so it was it was essentially yeah. a safety thing which uh, kind of became a religious thing right um, there is no way yeah. that you're going to get the, get a parasite from gelatin so anyway I get but
0: so bacon's okay then
2: <laughs> it hasn't been transformed enough <laughs> but but essentially, <laughs> so, you know, I'm still gonna eat it out basically saying it's fully permissible to use the vaccine uh, in 2014 and we're just going kind of round and round in circles and now someone else has decided that yes. and there'll be other reasons right there'll be there'll be other reasons they'll this will be essentially using people as pawns in some kind of power play which is
0: it did say something about that in the mm-hmm. article didn't it about um of influencing the local politics yeah. or something.
2: Yeah. Anyway, mm. yeah.
0: And the other thing it said in the article, which is stuck in my mind because I don't have it in front of me, is that fatwas can be used as evidence in
2: courts. Right. So that is, yeah.
0: Which boggles mm. the mind. In what way is it evidence? Mm. Unless it's evidence that someone said mm. something once. Yeah. Yeah, anyway.
2: Anyway, so it's it's definitely, it seems to be in place, but it doesn't have to be, yes, and it would appear to be a political thing, which is humans yeah. all over.
0: So the thing that this reminded me of is that JPEG that was going around years ago, what is what are pigs used for? And there's like 40-some things on the list, including paper and bullets and fabric softener and paintbrushes. Hmm. Is there something about tires or brakes or something on the one I saw ages ago? Train brakes. Bone ash is used in the production of train brakes. Wow. so I'd actually be interested now that you've mentioned it. I'd be very interested in seeing how many of these things have been. What did you say? Transformed yes. enough that people can use photographic film or insulin.
1: Well, he uses film Well, anymore. yes, all right.
0: <laughs> I sort of tried to pick something that was fairly innocuous that most people would probably use without realizing it. Um, but what's?
2: But I guess what? Riding the, on a or train. Toothpaste. What's, what's? I I don't know enough about this to know. Is it just stuff that you consume, or is it anything like you don't consume photographic film?
1: If it's been but, no vehicle,
2: yeah, cool. can you? Still, no, that's but true. you touch right,
0: it. Okay. You're not allowed to touch a football, right? Okay. Mm,
2: true yeah so apparently matches too i've just found the um i found the thing it's called everything but the oink and yeah we've got matches Mm. um hair for artist brushes bone china
0: bread shampoo fertilizer ice cream crayons it's fascinating i'll use it as the um as the podcast image or put a link to it or something wants to check it out or you can just google it yourselves okay. you're lazy <laughs> sex
2: oh can we just sorry i was having a look on give a little while we were talking <laughs> related to the mm-hmm. earlier story i was just trying to see if i could find any give a littles um for bullshit yeah well i was specifically looking for the um Buzinski clinic i haven't been able to find anything yet but oh, the first yeah. one i came across was somebody looking for vit- uh, um, high dose vitamin c and um the lady has died that's very sad.
0: Oh, did they succeed and die, or she didn't succeed well, and die? Well, died. died. She had often? cancer
2: and she's died. Okay. And wow. um, They're now going to use the money for her funeral, which is very sad.
0: Oh, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Said. Oh She well. did
2: have terminal cancer, but they were hoping yeah, to, yeah. hoping to remove or at least stop it from spreading more. And um, yes, that obviously didn't work. That was very sad.
0: So, we're moving into pub talk. There's been a lot of a lot of news and sharings on Facebook recently about 1080. And I just want to start by saying I can kind of see where they're coming from. Because why would you use 1080 when you can use much better alternatives like 4K?
1: <laughs> oh, you're very funny, Nathan.
0: Woo! Oh, I'm glad I got that out. I've been sitting on that for so long.
1: You're talking about 1080p?
0: Yes, I'm talking about 1080p. We are, of course, not talking about 1080p. We are talking about 1080, the pest control poison. Somebody tell us what is 1080p. Well,
1: it's sodium
2: fluoroacetate. No, not 1080p.
1: You just said 1080p. I just said 1080p. Okay, well. He he, he knew knew what I meant. Sorry, yes. I I knew what you meant.
0: So from now on, if I say 1080p, I'm talking about... We 1080, have, not we 1080. have
1: disambiguated
0: yes we have <laughs> right <Okay>. citation needed <laughs>
1: okay
0: so it's it's what so sulfur something acetate
1: sodium fluoroacetate.
0: yeah and it's a poison that's dropped in areas so that, of
1: New Zealand yeah, yeah. so it's, it's designed to kill off um, kill off predatory mammals who which are undesirable in New Zealand to protect our native um bird species and, and and well and um and fauna and um and flora, just and flora. as well yes, I'm, yes. Yeah. sorry sorry i always get those trees as up. well Flora and for fauna and flora i always um always get mixed up about which is which but yes so um anyway so and there are all these weird crazy people who uh, believe that we can actually solve the problem by not poisoning things and actually going out and trapping pests and um
0: yeah, so the controversy is that people don't want 1080 to be used because they think that it's, it's what, too painful? So that the, it's poisoning so the waterways? So, yeah, so ways. there's lots
2: of different reasons. So different groups have different reasons. So there are there, those groups who believe it poisons the waterways, and so that's obviously bad for us. There's those who believe it just we just shouldn't be using it, we shouldn't be killing, like, it, it also kills our native things too indiscriminately. Um, and then there are those who believe we just shouldn't be killing anything, right? Right. And they really said. And then, so of uh, those... then there are people
1: who, are, who are, um, believe in chemtrails. And... Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it's just it's got really nasty at the moment, right? I mean, this it, it's just blown to, yeah, up. there was supposed to was supposed to be a drop done fairly soon, and it's now been I can't remember where it is, but this essentially had to be stopped because um, hmm. <laughs> because because it's just got really bad and and the thing is that the evidence so for example the whole fact that it poisons water supplies there's just no evidence for that
0: um I mean it dissolves isn't that what people are saying it, it, it breaks down it, it dissolves and breaks yeah. down yeah mm-hmm.
2: and they were saying that um and the the what it essentially when it's in the water you'd need to drink 60,000 liters in one sitting to get a dose that would actually affect you which is not gonna happen you'd be dead right. before that, right? <laughs> yeah, you <need> water. I was gonna say the water would
0: be more poisonous.
2: Um and also the whole um the saying that it that it kills everything is just nonsense. There seems to be plenty of evidence of how the native species basically bounce back fairly quickly once the predators have been killed. So after a drop. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's just becoming really nasty this time round and uh, I don't even know how you fix it. Well, this.
0: one of the things that's happened recently, if you're not in New Zealand, you might not have heard about it, is there was a protest and someone brought along oh, yes. a bag full of dead birds. And they were saying, look, look what the 1080p, uh, fuck, look what the 1080 <laughs> is doing. <laughs> I'm going to leave those in. <laughs> um, and it turned out a couple of days later um, that all the birds had been clubbed to death. Or possibly roadkill or something like that.
1: Or well, maybe they flew into a 1080p screen.
0: <laughs> ah, there you go. It is literally 1080p killing the birds. <laughs> um, and they're just really nasty, as Susie's been saying. They're nasty and they're violent and they're threatening well, this, all sorts of things. It's just
1: turned into propaganda, really, hasn't it? Mm. With, um, yeah. actual basis and reality.
0: Um, I mean, I've. Not not that I everyone on my facebook page that i know locally is is super critical and sciencey but just people i I've, i was surprised at just how many of them have been posting all the anti-1080 um you know links and uh, petitions and articles and whatnot
1: mm. i mean a yeah. lot, of, lot of people are just unrealistic they're saying that well we can actually trap these yeah. um predators and, and or
0: hire people to go hunting them or yeah, it's just
1: it's just unrealistic. Mm. Um, it's just a lot of the a lot of the places where they need to um, destroy the predators are not easily reachable, and yeah. Um, yeah, so which is why they need to drop these pellets in by helicopter. Indeed, there's a
2: really mm. interesting piece in the spinoff um, which we can link to, which uh, is basically kind of trying to figure out so what's happened? Why suddenly is everybody, why, why is it all going crazy? And mm. they're claiming that um, in October last year, anti-1080 leaders held a think tank and they had a presentation uh. from a lawyer called Sue Gray who um, talked about how they could mainstream the movement. And one of the the advice was to essentially co-opt any story about something you know completely unrelated to to 1080 to start linking it to 1080 to start getting getting more talk about it and so Uh. the quote is something like here's a story about the prime minister being in vietnam put out a comment what's the prime minister telling them about putting 1080 in our food or something and divert the story away from the actual story. And then she says, these sorts of things help to pick up momentum and people will start going on. Hang on. What's all this stuff. You know, why is there so much talk about 1080 and actually that, so that sort of brings me a bit to um, there's a really good new book out that we should totally recommend to everybody um, by Jess and Shaw. Uh, it's a um, it's one of the little um, uh, what are they called B W B texts. So they're really short. They are designed to be read in a couple of hours. Her one is called A Matter of Fact, and it's essentially all about how do we how do we talk about things? Um, how should we be communicating uh, about stuff in this sort of you know, yeah, uh in this fake fake news world. So the byline is um talking truth in a post truth world. And one of the things she talks about is then she sometimes you you just shouldn't talk about something because the you should certainly never we and we should remember this. You should never repeat the lie because the more you repeat the lie, the more mm. it's kinda of normalized and then people <laughs> start But
1: our listeners are better than that that's true they wouldn't fall for
2: that i highly recommend everybody go and buy jess's book anyway it is 15 bucks go and support bwb text Do put out some great books um and this would be i think a good one for all of us because it is about how do you communicate emotive stuff and so for those of us you we know, should be all of us, frankly, wanting to talk about contentious stuff with family members or anything, whether it's vaccination, whether well, it's 1080. This might help to give some way of how to do that a bit better.
1: Even better, it's only $4.99 as an e book.
2: That's very true. Indeed. Anyway. All right, I...
1: but Nathan, you should prioritize coming to the conference. <laughs>
0: okay, I'll save my money for the conference.
2: <laughs> um, Once
0: I've paid all the other things I have to sort out. <laughs>
2: anyway we'll put a link to it because it would be very cool um for people to to support her book if they were interested
1: all righty very good okay anyway
2: but yeah so that's kind of interesting this whole um there's been yeah change it's sort of a change just for my kindle um a change in the way the the 1080 protesters are basically organizing themselves and, and working and we're seeing that, you know, how that's impacting now and mm. what's going on.
0: I suppose, mm. as, as a sort of side effect of that, they've picked up a lot of fringy people, like as Craig was saying, the chemtrails
1: and just sort of anti government well, conspiracy yeah, people yeah, in general. Anti authority. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. People who are suspicious of any authority, um, be it science or the government or, or whatever.
0: And I guess what people are seeing is the scaremongering and the hype and the hyperbole and the lies Mm. and are saying oh god that's terrible because it is terrible if you take it as fact and then jumping on board and and sharing it and suddenly they're in arguments with people on facebook they don't necessarily know the truth or all the facts or what the science supports some of them don't care Mm. and just to clarify it's not a pleasant poison we're not saying it's it's super nice thing to do. But at the moment, it's our best option. Would that be fair to say?
2: Yes.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. Okay. So, wrapping up that pub talk. Well done, everybody. Moving on to Woo Zealand. I have watched Wellington Paranormal, which would have made a good pub talk um topic. <laughs> but we'll call it pub talk part two or pub talk junior. So... What did you guys think?
1: Oh, I thought it was um, it was pretty good. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, the, some of the some of the uh, paranormal things they covered were um, a bit bit weird. Uh, yeah, but the uh, the episode about the dog, uh, the werewolves was um, it was a bit strange. But uh, my recollection of it.
0: The first thing I noticed that I wrote down specifically was the theme song of it, which. Sounds to me like, for all the world, like a cross between the X Files theme song, mm, and Gravity definitely. Falls theme song.
1: Okay, I don't know whether I'm familiar. Yeah, I don't with know if X, you've seen
0: Gravity Falls, no. but anyone who's listening, if you've seen Gravity Falls and the X Files and Wellington Paranormal, tell me I'm right.
2: It was because definitely very X Filesy.
1: V- yes. Yeah. It de- it there was has, an X Files yeah, X Files
0: thing running through it. But if you if you actually you could look, Google it now and look up Gravity Falls. And listen to the to the theme song of it, and tell me what you think.
1: Googling away, I
0: suppose. Good, good. And I also I was really impressed with how much the office, the little se- oh spoilers, the little secret hidden office, um, reminded me of the office from the X Files.
1: Right. Yes. It
0: was very uh, very much an homage. The other thing I've written down is episode three, Psychic. And I have no idea what the hell I was going to talk about.
1: um, Just just, maybe that it was an interesting episode. Just talking about the intros. uh, I I wondered whether all the newspaper clippings they had in intros were actually real stories from newspapers. Oh, I don't know. Um, To go back and check. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know that. And they they were (laughs) all kind of weird, paranormal things in it kind of made me think that maybe they actually did grab um real newspaper headlines for those uh, but but yes i just been... um just had a listen to gravity falls and yes i can see see where you're where you're going there um, yeah yeah but they, the yeah the psychic the psychic episode was, was quite good actually yes it was very yep. uh, very much uh critical of psychics
0: yeah yes that's probably what i wrote what i wrote it down for
1: mm. um and it was yeah. and the, no, it's um, good. Everyone should watch it. Yes, and the two main characters were were good in that uh, the uh, the guy was the gullible one, and the uh, the woman yeah. was uh, <laughs> was more rational and skeptical. So for... it was. And then there was the I bumbling mean, boss with the. Um...
0: The other thing that actually, I didn't write this down. Interestingly, but I just remembered it. It it, it surprised me or I found it vaguely interesting, how many of the episodes episodes didn't resolve. Right. So the one I can remember specifically is the one where, spoilers, the one where they were all being cloned by aliens. At the very end of it, they're doing their usual thing where they're just completely oblivious to what's going on around them. And they're standing interviewing the camera. And behind them is the shed where they'd locked all the aliens in. And they break the door down they all come out, stand there for a second and then wander off in all directions. Mm. And then the episode ends. Mm. And there was a few others that were like that as well where they sort of, they they caught the bad guy or they, you know, they, stopped, they stopped the zombies and then it cuts away with, you know, a horde of zombies in the background yeah. that, that they haven't really actually solved
1: any of the problems. Well, no, but it is, it is a comedy and it is done for laughs.
0: Oh, that's so. not as, I wasn't criticising it at all. It's just... Something I noticed that I thought was interesting. I wonder if because there is a little bit of a the occasional dig at the New Zealand police, <laughs> whether that's sort of part of that sort of you know bumbling yokel sort of possibly image that they're trying to portray of of New Zealand of policing in New Zealand. Right, um, well, and I
1: think also they were um, trying to parody uh, Police Ten Seven as well.
0: Yes, oh, there's definitely an uh, an element of that, which is, what do you call that? New Zealand's answer to cops? Mm,
1: something like that.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, good show. Uh, definitely go and check it out. It's only, what, six episodes? Mm,
1: half an hour episode, so 20, 20 Wait, minutes. Wow, 20, 20, 20 minutes, yeah.
0: Mm. Oh, you guys watched it on TV, did you? So they would be half-hour episodes.
1: Well, I watched it live, but I paused it so I could zoom through the ad, so yes.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Cool. Susie.
0: Yes. You commented. Did you like it?
2: I did. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Some of them I thought good. were a little bit stupid, but well mostly thought it was amusing. I Evie and I were discussing last night whether whether we should watch um what we do in the shadows, but she decided it was just a little bit too gory looking for her. Really? Him, so uh, we might yeah. wait. Ah, oh, no, I don't no,
0: think there's any core at all, is there?
2: There is totally core. It is quote me is, on that because it's been a while. But okay, it's, never mind it's, then. So what I was trying to discuss with her was how it's it's so or... gory. It's kind of funny gore, but she's yeah. not ready to no, <laughs> to make enough. that distinction yet.
0: <laughs> no, that's fine. Good on her for, for being self aware. Right. Oh,
1: very good.
0: Okay. You know, the so, article. Uh, the art, what? Yes. I
1: was just going to say you should show her um, Kill Will
2: <laughs> Or
0: so. um, what's the what's the Peter Jackson one?
2: No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm still uh, utterly. Oh, the one with the um,
1: the one oh. with the the lawnmower.
0: I I've ages since I've seen that Michael one. Michael
1: J. Too, Fox but, um, kills the um whatever it was that he was killing with the lawnmower.
2: Michael J. Fox.
0: No, you're thinking of,
1: of the more recent one. I'm talking about the original. Uh,
2: yeah. uh,
1: uh-huh. no 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 I, I don't think my memory's failing me here. Um, let me just Google this.
0: Michael J. Fox was in the Frighteners.
1: Yeah, and he killed he killed something with a um with the lawnmower. Oh, maybe. Sure, yeah. i'm
0: not talking about that movie i'm talking
1: about okay, right.
0: the other bad
2: taste. one taste
1: bad taste oh That's bad taste yeah. yeah okay oh it's
2: horrible
0: <laughs> um so the item that everything everyone's been lo- uh, looking forward to with bated breath is craig's final question mark electric car update
1: yes well i so um i think in the, the in the last episode we talked about how there had now been a um, firmware update available to yep. uh, correct the issue. And, I was and you were in the process of... I was contemplating getting that, although uh, yep. it seemed a little bit pricey. But then, and then, um, this in New Zealand actually came out with um, with the update and they were they are doing it for $100 plus GST. So I actually went with that in the end. And um, so my state of health um, of my car, went of my battery went from... Something like 87%, and it's now back up to 94%, which is oh, that's got to be so satisfying, yes. Um, so and and other members of the community have experienced um different levels of uh uh, improvement. Um, somebody actually came up with a formula um saying if your current state of health is this, then after the update you will have this, and it's been actually very, very accurate. Oh, good, um, yeah, so um. So my car is a uh, 2016 model, so it's now two and a half years old, and so it's now down to 94% um, battery health. So um, in in the two and a half years, it's degraded by 6%. So I consider that's actually pretty good. So if it sort of continues on like that, then uh, we will have a, a pretty good, useful life. Nice. Um, and in terms of practical driving distance, so the, this this week past, I uh, drove from Auckland to Hamilton um, uh, so I had charged up fully overnight before I drove to Hamilton, and then I charged up in, in Hamilton. And um, so when I got to Hamilton, I th- I was on the outskirts of Hamilton. There's actually a free charger there, which is really good. So it actually didn't, didn't cost me anything to charge up again. Um, How does that work? Uh, well, so a lot of the lot of the lot of the electricity um, companies are actually providing free oh, nice. charges. So I, I uh, so I drove from Auckland to Hamilton. Uh, which is around about one hundred and fifty k, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, and so when I left ha- left Auckland, I was on one hundred percent charge. I was down to eighteen percent charge by the time I got to the Hamilton uh, charger. Um, so yeah, it was pretty good. So and yeah, it took me about half an hour to charge up. Yeah. Um, and then I was back to one hundred percent again, and um, off I went, and I was able to to drive home again that evening. So yeah, nice. so it was it was pretty good, and pretty much. Um, uh, Highway, highway speed all the way because it's yep. pretty much um, motorway all the way. So, yeah, you know, it worked out very well. So, yes, no, I am, am am pleased to have the um, the firmware upgrade. And certainly, there are a lot of people. There were there were some outlying people who whose state of health was down below eighty percent, and now they're up in the in the in the nineties. So, uh, there's been a lot of people who are quite happy about that.
0: Fantastic. Hmm. Good job.
1: So all there right. we go. That's probably the last update you're going to hear about my electric car
0: probably so Craig grief vampires what is this yes. article
1: about okay so um I was recently contacted um this week about um to comment on an article um that a reporter was writing for the New Zealand Herald so um there's a sad case of a Northland woman who went missing back in February. Um, she's not been seen since. Uh, her name is uh, Teresa Ehrlich. Uh, it's a very, very weird uh, spelling. for her, her Yeah, first I noticed name that. Um, T-H-E-R-E-S apostrophe A. And I originally thought it was a mistake, but no, that is actually the headline. The, yeah, the way the way that her um, name is spelled. So, yes. Anyway, so she um, has been missing since February 4th. Um, she basically hitchhiked to a cousin's um, house in a Northland um, town, changed clothes, um, left, had somebody to eat and left, heading south, and that was the last that her family saw or heard from her. Um, so she's she has disappeared. Um, so what we're now September, so we're six months down the road. Anyway, the reason that this story came to the fore again is that a psychic, um, in air quotes obviously, um, contacted the family with some extremely detailed information about what the psychic supposedly thought had happened. Um, And uh, yeah, it was kind of uh, quite gruesome really, um, saying that uh, she'd been attacked and raped and, um, and that uh they sort of gained some specific information um uh, but, but anyway the to the credit of the family the um the family said oh this is bullshit. we're just going to the police with this and so the police have said that they uh, are aware of it and they have received the information from the Um, from a psychic in relation to this investigation, but the police have said, police welcome any new information from members of the public in relation to any unsolved cases. Any information was received is assessed on its merits and lines of inquiry, followed are based upon evidential factors. We are yet to receive any information which provide evidence of her whereabouts following her her last known movements. Police do not currently work with psychics, and it is entirely the decision of the family if they wish to pursue that avenue."
2: Um, i wonder though whether was that was that his intention the family's intention of taking it to the police or was it a kind of like actually you've got to stop this person who has just come and given us all this
0: terrible I information that, was sort, of, that was sort of my intent. question as well as was the psychic arrested or questioned in any way
1: well Bruce the article the article doesn't say that yeah.
0: um so it's the first thing i think when i when a, when a psychic comes to the police with really specific information and
1: descriptions, is are they involved oh, in some way? You. Yeah, well, that's that's yes, it that is possibly the case. Um, and actually, um, I'm listening to um, a podcast at the moment uh, which is talking about how quite often people with some perhaps specific um, information about a case might well say that they are a psychic um, in order to introduce that information to the police because then it sort of. Um, may take suspicion off them, yeah. Um, but I, I suppose, at least in the experience of the police, the psychics have never actually been helpful. So if um, if no, a psychic sure. did actually provide some um, useful information, the chances are they actually got it by non-psychic means. I they would like to think. Case.
0: I would like to think that the police would be checking her her alibi or the psychic's alibi, mm. at the very yeah. least
1: indeed anyway, anyway so so some, we, guy, we, we, some guy some guy made some comments about something indeed so um, Who's that so that was me ah. um so i responded to the uh, request from the uh, herald journalist and we actually got i actually got quoted it's quite some length in the article which is good so and right at uh, the end too you the final word yeah yes um so we basically uh, said that we believe these people are grief vampires, uh, which apparently is a very good term to use um, yeah. because um, it happened to pop up on uh, Susan Jurbik's, um Google Radar. alert that we would nice. use that. And so she popped in and uh, shared the article on Facebook. And so um, it's going, going around the world. So we're getting a bit of publicity out of it, out of it which is good. Um, I made the point that... Uh, that even the high-profile TV series *Sensing Murder* has never actually resulted in a resolution to a case, even though it's been running for six seasons. Huh. Um, so yeah, no, it was it was good. So we got we got um, probably uh, several paragraphs in there of um, actual rational thought as opposed to. Um,
0: now to I assume this thought. is this is their error and not your error.
1: Well, you can assume that if you like, Nathan.
0: Or they'll provide a lot of specific details, some of which might well turn out to have some accuracy by sheer coincidence, or my rationalising after the fact. Yes, yeah, so I'm sure the that the um,
1: I'm sure that the journalist miscopied my writing and yeah. um, said my instead of by. But yeah. um, you can you can believe yeah, what you like, Nathan. Yeah. Perhaps my proofreading skills weren't 100. Uh,
0: <laughs> by by
1: proofreading skills, you mean? Yeah, exactly
0: um no good job
1: yes well done and but it's until um who will pick up on things like that
0: yeah fuck them mm. literally <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> um susie tell us about the yeah. massive increase in advertising spending on vitamins and supplements in New Zealand, I presumably, because that's where
2: we are. Yeah, I thought this was a great um, little piece that's just uh, been published in the Herald. Um, so essentially, there's been a... Um, I don't know whether it's report out or something, but Standard Media Index who um, provide... Essentially, they break down all the information on where money's been spent on advertising. Oh, nice. And so I think this might be a new... A new um, a new category maybe or something that hasn't been looked at much before. So uh, essentially how much is being spent on advertising vitamins and supplements. Um, and the little there's a fabulous little table, so it gives the data for 2017, 2018. It's actually just the data for, I think it's January to July of each of those years. Okay. So the stats are... Um, TV advertising was 1.8 million in those six, seven months of 2017, up to 4.4 4 million in 2018. That's ludicrous. It's kind of amazing. Digital went from 185,000 to 919,000. Um,
0: mm. It's nearly outdoor. a 400% increase compared to the 139 yeah. for TV.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah there's more spending on radio more spending in magazines you no know what's the funny yeah. one though it's kind of zero
0: amazing. spending on newspaper advertising in 2017. Mm. about two and a half uh, 2.8 thousand spent in 2018. yeah
2: nobody's advertising in the but
0: news. but the, the funny thing is it's gone up from zero to two thousand yeah. or nearly three thousand
2: yeah.
1: yeah and mm, other whatever to be other. Fair, anyway, that's it's just, probably just it's one really interesting
2: but it's it's like what is that six hundred six million or something is being spent on yeah. advertising vitamins and supplements. Um, so so that would be like twelve million a year or something is being spent. Oh, right, for six same, months. Double for that. the rest yep. of the year. Yeah, yeah, which is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but shows that it's obviously you know, that we're obviously spending a lot more than that. <laughs> they wouldn't be spending yeah. it if it
1: didn't work.
0: Uh, no, exactly. Or no, they, yeah, wouldn't be spending if so, they weren't making money. So, stop me if I'm wrong. Anyway, so I just but are you allowed to advertise real medicine in New Zealand? I feel, are you yes, asked?
2: Yes. We're the only country other than the US. Yes, the US I'm thinking outside, of.
0: Country. Okay, carry on. Yeah,
2: yeah no, we're the okay. same. Which well, is generally a bad doctors, idea. Right. Yeah, well, I know many doctors who despair because, and they know when adverts have been on because they'll have a whole bunch of, of uh, patients coming in who and want asking their, their doctor their medications for medications to the some. Yeah. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Even though X might not be the you know any good, or might be the same actual drug as the one they're yep. on, but just a different brand name. Yep. So yeah.
0: So there's a whole subheading here about feeding on gullibility. Mentions Goop, Gwyneth Paltrow again, mm. and celebrity endorsements. I,
1: it's 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 interesting. It's saying that um the digital was increased so much, so it's nearly 400 percent increase. So. I think perhaps that's because digital is so much harder to police, really. So, um, you say they're more likely to accept just
0: any ad from anybody?
2: Well, no, I think it's, but it's more than that, right? So, I think that the digital also includes these social media influencers. Yeah. So, people on Instagram and Facebook and stuff who, or maybe not Facebook, but, but, you know, or YouTube or whatever, who have channels and you can pay them. Like, there was somebody recently. Who got into a huge amount of <laughs> of ridicule on Twitter because they were was it a mouthwash or something they were advertising? And it was kind of like, this is how I get out of bed in the morning. And they were laid in the most uncomfortable position on their bed, fully made bed, full of full face of makeup, with a bowl of something weird positioned next to them. Mm. You could see the reflection of the photographer in the in the in the balloons next to her bed or something. It was just really like, what the hell? Mm, right. <laughs> and yeah, maybe it was Listerine or something that was paying her. but It was some weird kind of use your mouthwash.
1: <laughs> but but I, I, guess, I guess that if 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 companies are making ads for TV and and they're bullshit and they get complained about and have to be withdrawn, yeah, that's a lot higher cost yeah. than um, mm-hmm. distributing sort of multiple different sort of cheaper ads on digital media um and and they're a lot harder to take down really if you complain about a specific ad well then they're just making a claim in some other place um online yes that's fair yep but yeah it's interesting that that radio has a nearly 400 percent increase as well
0: Mm. Um, people still listen to the radio Um, i'm
1: sure well i think the demographic is perhaps Changing. I mean, my impression would be that it's uh, maybe the older folks who listen to the radio now, yeah. and the and, um, younger demographic probably don't even know what the radio is. Mm.
0: Well, other than if you've got a Bluetooth receiver to play Spotify while you're in the car or podcasts.
1: Sure, but that's not radio.
0: No, that's what I mean. Radio is in the device in your car.
1: Oh, well, I see. Yes, right. sure.
0: Bar bar um... <laughs> amber teething beads—they're branching out. Yeah, we talked about this, didn't we, ages out. ago? Did oh, we? I think so. Amber teething beads is something I definitely remember talking about.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah, Sorry, we've talked. I was wondering whether we've talked about them branching out. Um, yes, we've talked about them a lot. The um Mark Hanna in particular has been pretty um vociferous about going after them for you know because they're basically bloody dangerous as teething beads, um. And so there might even have been some. There might even now be some actual advice on how they are allowed to advertise and stuff. Anyway, uh, they are making a new product.
0: Jesus Christ! And
2: it is, it is, basically <sighs> beads, amber bead necklaces for pets.
0: For fucking pets. As
2: flea control.
0: I just want to ah, clarify something. There, these are not beads. These are just small shards of rock. That does not look comfortable <laughs> at all. Like you look at the picture of the baby one, a nice smooth round beads. yeah,
2: it's quite different. The yeah. petty ones, so maybe this is their, this is their yeah, so the
0: leftover stuff, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um,
2: so they say that they, um, well, so it's really interestingly phrased. So it says, Not only do the collars look amazing, it is said. That 100% raw Baltic amber collars work in two ways. Mm-hmm. So it, they contain terpenes, which, warn on your pet, the friction from their fur absorbs this resinous smell, which repels the ticks and fleas. And then, when uh, it rubs against the animal's fur, it also generates a mild static electrical charge. That's also said to deter <sighs> ticks and fleas. Said to. Is that said to? And then to? I love Is this that... one. Yeah. Said to. Amber's electrical properties were documented by the ancient Greeks, you know. What the fuck? <laughs> the actual anyway, fuck? It also says very clearly, please note that oh, to date Christ. there is no scientific studies to support or uh-huh. fully reject the above claims, and consequently we do not state them to be factual. However, many people continue to report the positive results with their pets. That,
0: <laughs> to, to be fair, give them some credit, that is possibly the most honest statement factual statement i've ever seen on a on a quackery product that yeah. we do not state them to be factual i, love I wonder this if that's well.
2: been they legally say, mandated deal with any existing flea uh, infestations on your pet i get rid of your get rid of your fleas first yeah but unless, yeah. unless, oh, you, apply, Safety and
1: care. unless you keep applying the fleas are going to come back
0: oh i see you have so, to do this before
2: how how much do you reckon they cost Having, don't look! Don't cheat. One hundred
1: and
0: thirty-five dollars and fifteen cents. Uh, I would
1: guess. I would guess thirty-nine dollars.
2: All right. Well, you're both you right. Oh. So they start at forty-five dollars, and they go up to one hundred and twenty dollars.
0: Oh, Price's Right rules. Who wins?
2: Well, what did you, you both claim, Nathan? Both win. Oh,
1: I said one hundred and thirty
0: 130 something. 130
1: something. Well, you're over and what did you say?
2: so I'm over 39. and you're and All you're right, just
1: under yeah oh damn I love how the on um, their page the the amber collars for pets they have a picture of a baby wearing
2: them yeah <laughs> yeah yeah baby wearing the other ones yes. <laughs> yes
0: the other thing that's it's actually very interesting is that the longer it wears the necklace the more effective it will be and it takes three weeks to have the maximum repelling property so it basically means You've got three weeks where your pet's not getting any other treatments before you decide that it actually doesn't work and have to take it off and go back to the normal treatment.
2: Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And you know, as as a cat owner, I who and an owner of two cats, who cats who don't like having flea treatments applied, I can totally sympathise. Very tempting, (laughs) yeah. yeah. (laughs) But you know what I did? I went and bought them. The flea collar from the actual vets that actually works. Yeah. So they, although how long do they last the for? Um, eight months. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> unless than... like unless you're like one of my cats who doesn't like wearing collars, it in which case it has you know, lasted about two weeks and uh, yeah. she no longer well,
1: wears it. Well, so our our dog Darwin, um, he has flea treatment every two months, and it's actually a liquid that um, that you break open and you actually have to put it against the skin, and he yeah. absolutely hates it. Like we put it on the back of yeah. his neck. And then ten minutes later, he's trying to frothing. Well, he's he's, he's rubbing himself on the ground, trying to rub his neck <laughs>
2: because
1: it's so itchy or something.
0: My cat gets the same thing, and she's not a big fan of it, yeah. but she usually gets over it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So there you go. Maybe I wonder if there has been a drop in sales that they felt that they had to branch out. Mm. Cardigan incident, Craig the illuminati dropped mind control poison on a, over a school <laughs> in new zealand
1: well we we don't actually know what happened so oh, um to, this to, is to be people good, in. so good so then so there was a school called Southland school in carterton that had an incident on friday where's carterton so roughly carterton is in the wider i believe uh, and it's that's kind of uh, north of wellington and sort of um, uh, I should get a map up just to make sure that I'm not spouting bullshit. <laughs> Sounds that's, about right to me. Not that I know okay. anything. Okay, um, let me find Carcasson on the map.
0: I'll just edit this bit out so it looks like you knew all along.
1: <laughs> well, I, I, I think I did know all along, but I'm just uh-huh. verifying. The just checking. You no, know. yeah, that's good. So it's in the um, Wellington region. It is in the Wellington region. It's um, it's kind of in the middle of the. It, it's it's. Sort of halfway between the the north and uh, the west and the east coast of the uh, North Island, uh, it's near the Tararua Forest Park. Uh, it's kind of um, so if you're driving from Wellington, you go through Lower Hutt, then Upper Hutt, then Featherston, then Greytown, then Carterton. So then you come to Masterton, and anyway, so it's the yeah, There's your geography lesson. Anyway, nice. so um, so on Friday. Afternoon. So it's interesting to look at the the Facebook page of um, the school and it sort of plays out the history of what happened. And so um, uh, what they're saying is at 1 pm today there was a very strong smell, strong ammonia slash rotten eggs in our school playground. A plane flew in a southward direction and one student had seen stuff coming out of the plane. So we assume it was fertilizer of some sort. Several students have experienced feeling queasy and icky. I've uh, made them wash their face and drink plenty of water. In the meantime, I have run Carterton Police to see if we can find out what, in fact, it was. Um, anyway, so this is this all played out on Friday afternoon with uh, emergency services arriving and the the school being locked down and uh, students going through decontamination procedures and parents having to arrive with changes of clothes for the children and um, several students sort of feeling nauseous and so on. <laughs> And um, so as it's played out, they, they, the police have actually checked up on the um, number of planes flying overhead at the time. They've uh, they found that there were some planes, but they, they don't think that any of those planes actually were dropping anything out of the, um, out of the back and over the school. Um, and so what this is really looking like now is perhaps it might actually just be a case of um, some sort of mass hysteria, um, some sort of psychogenic illness. Uh, which, if you actually look up psychogenic illness on um, on the Wikipedia page, is actually fits fairly well um, in that, that sort of uh, talks about non-specific sim- symptoms like headaches and dizziness and nausea and so on, and and this is sort of a something that um, that is sort of spread by um, belief, and, uh, and so somebody can feel can say, okay, I'm feeling sick, and then these all these other people around them. Um, uh, have these sort of similar sort of symptoms as well. Yeah. Um, and symptoms that have no plausible organic basis. Uh, and also symptoms that are transient and benign, symptoms of rapid onset and recovery, occurrence in a segregated group, uh, the presence of extraordinary anxiety. So maybe, maybe the, um, the anxiety around 1080 uh, drops has sort of played into this. Um, and when you actually see the comments on the the Facebook pages, it quickly uh, devolves into um, uh, conspiracy theories about um, <laughs> chemtrails and, and yeah. kids kids being poisoned. Uh, so at the end of the day, um, there's actually no explanation of what it actually was, if indeed it actually was anything. Um, so the 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 sulfur slash ammonia smell, the rotten eggs, well, Who knows? Um, Could could be perhaps that is indicating of something that actually happened, but um, um, uh, smell of rotten eggs is um, certainly possible from other sources as well. Mm. Um, So who knows? It's um, maybe this will go down in history as sort of a um, something that is unexplained and interesting to watch and see how it plays out, but it's, it certainly does seem that there is actually no no explanation of anything real happening that, that has caused this
2: yeah there's certainly plenty of mention of 1080 on the Facebook page yeah um, surprisingly but there's also mention of a uh, an old school prank which was basically to take some sulfur dioxide and then uh yeah so we'll <laughs> the yes. plane was just a um a coincidence,
1: yep, interesting, yeah, quite possibly so. But anyway, all the emergency people got to play with all their cool equipment, yeah. Dead contamination kids,
0: <laughs> kids got out of school for a hard well, one. out of school, but well, no, they didn't because I think they actually got delayed, <laughs> locked, locked <laughs> in,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes,
0: there wouldn't have been much school working going on, would they? No, they've had them not. all in the in
1: the well, isn't it isn't it close to the end of term, or is that this week? Don't know anyway interesting sorry, yes, interesting anyway carry on
0: Oh will carry on to the new segment Susie's suspicious supplements it's a good thing i have a pop yes. filter
2: <laughs> well,
1: well actually
2: um, that would be yeah.
0: syllabus syllabus it would yes still still helps so, sorry
2: yeah i want to talk about this um it's called true niogen T R U. It is T R U niagen, um, and it's uh, what is it? So uh, there's a molecule called NAD that's really important uh, in our cells in terms of kind of energy and stuff. And so these, this, this is a, a scientist um, who essentially runs this company, and they have a molecule that basically is involved. I believe in the production of NAD. And so the idea is that if you take this, oh, so I guess the important information is the belief that NAD uh, basically decreases as you age. So could you take the supplement, um, and that would increase your aging. NAD levels, yep. and that would basically help you with aging. So on the on the website it says um, it. Uh, maintaining healthy cholesterol levels, support cellular metabolism and energy production, support liver function, especially after stress, stay healthy for longer. Hang on, I thought
1: cholesterol was bad. (laughs) Except the good stuff,
2: which is good. Yeah. Anyway, so there there does seem to be a lot of work going on in this space and I have not, uh, in terms of cell work and animal work, and I have not gone and have a look at that. What I was alerted to was the fact that um, so they're talking about how I mean, they've got a very fancy website and they talk about how the number of studies has increased over time. You know, lots more people are studying this now Um they, uh, they talk about the research that shows that this NAD declined up to 50 percent between ages 40 and 60. Um, and they give the study and they do say very clearly this is based on one analysis of human skin. Hmm. So whether that is true for the rest of your body is anybody's guess. Um, and that this product does increase the number, the amount of NAD in your body, and that is true. And then they have a section that says the science speaks for itself. More than 20 human clinical trials are on this product are already registered and more than 100 preclinical studies have already been published. And then they link to some. So they have three studies that are that are the sort of, top ones so uh, niagen safely and effectively increases nad and then there's you can view study um, which i think actually might take you to the study um, and that is true they did show that uh, people who took it for a time they could they could measure increased nad niagen shows promise for supporting cardiovascular health and then another one that says it shows promise for supporting liver health and i went and read those studies and neither of them do actually do that so they are putting up on their thing um that things are showing promise when actually that is not the finding of the study
1: well the the interesting thing too is that they're actually using the word support which is kind of a red flag word for um, things that actually don't have evidence to back them up
2: so the one about the supporting liver health is a study looking at obese men and they uh, basically gave them the supplement for 12 weeks and essentially their conclusion is that 12 weeks of supplementation in this dose appears safe but does not improve insulin sensitivity and whole body glucose metabolism in obese insulin resistant men so it actually had no impact on them and the thing that they had whether there's some little uh I mean, I don't even know how you would get to liver stuff. Maybe they looked at they looked at everything and the kitchen sink, and then one thing changed, and that's the thing that they're using for that. So hacking. But it's really, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so and I also thought this was a really good time to remind everybody, and we should put a link up to this um, that they that we would have talked about this in the past. This fantastic visualization. Um, on the information is beautiful website, um, and it was—it's called Snake Oil. So when I first saw this a few years ago, it, it's this beautiful um, thing where it's taking data from published trials essentially, and then it—it uh, it gives you the sort of the size of the bubble is basically how—it's um, either how strong is the evidence or how many studies there've been or something, mm-hmm. uh, and then it—and then it lists it by. Um, whether it's harmful or whether it's the strong evidence of benefit and they have a line so kind of is it the worth it line they call it Um, and they have revamped this site fantastically it's now way more interactive you can play around with it I could not find this supplement on here um, in any way so uh, but that's quite the site is quite hard to search but it's very nice to play with. Um, And it's really worth going to see because most things fall well under the worth it line. There are very few things that are actually above the worth it line.
0: (laughs) Something that I noticed on the website, which pisses me off and every time someone does this. Um, Believe the benefits. Blah, 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 essential. Blah, blah, blah. Here's what increased NAD levels could mean for you. Asterisk. Mm what does an asterisk mean anybody anybody it means there's a footnote <laughs> where the is fuck no footnote, is the Nathan? footnote on this website because if you can find it i just why yeah, would you do right. that and then not put the fucking footnote somewhere
1: probably because they've given us a web designer and that's the content and the web designer hasn't put the footnote in.
0: yeah well <laughs> it's a very nice yeah, website actually I have to say
2: videos and all sorts yeah and even links to the clinical trials registry that shows you all the clinical trials that are currently recruiting or completed
0: so final score susie is it real
2: i say dubious,
0: dubious. Not i'd say dubious yeah. it's got to be suspicious dubious. doesn't it
2: suspicious i'd say okay. suspicious
0: so probably not I just—it feels to me, just on a cursory examination of the website and what you've been saying, it sounds like that maybe they're jumping the gun a little bit.
2: I would say that is definitely the case. I mean, there was a paper in Science last year that said, or last year or a few years ago, that said it increased the lifespan in mice, hmm. but I haven't actually been able to get hold of that. And find out how much it increased the lifespan. Interesting. Because I was just about to uh, say and again whether that would be the
0: obvious yes. um, spot. The logical fallacy here is obviously correlation versus causation. Post hoc ergo propter hoc. Just because this oh, this substance decreases as you get older doesn't necessarily mean that taking more of it is going to make you live longer or healthier.
2: Well. And be very clear, it declines in an analysis of human yes. skin tissue. That doesn't mean that it actually does the same thing in other mm-hmm. in other parts of you. Mm-hmm. And whether this ends up being a cosmetic treatment, but that's not the claims they're making. And I, and I was just annoyed by the fact that the science speaks for itself. Here's our studies. And when you go and read those studies, that's not what the studies say. So that's, that's, that's definitely... So there you go. There's
0: your head. warning, everybody. Do mm-hmm. not until you hear from us
1: and yeah, it's an expensive product right? oh
0: yeah i didn't look at that how much is it yeah 60
2: bucks or
1: something. For a bottle it of for
0: a, a month like a or month. something like that for... <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. oh look his testimonials though oh, i've been taking right, it for know. five months and feel great i'm 67 and it makes me feel like Yay. i did when i was younger
2: excellent
0: how much younger 63 <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yes, very oh, fancy packaging oh, too. More asterisks. Let's have a look. No, nope. I'm closing this website. I'm done with that. <laughs> is there is there
1: a way of commenting on the website? I doubt it. They're only interested in your money, Nathan. No. There How can... doesn't even, even seem to be any way of contacting them.
0: Oh, really? No contact us at the bottom?
1: Oh, no, there is a contact us page, okay. actually, yes. Yes, okay, so you can actually, you can send them an email and ask them where are the asterisks. I can, I will. I'll follow it up next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will hold you to that. Is that,
0: that uh, everything you wanted to talk about, Susie? Because what we have now is the word of the day. Word of the day is Libricide. And don't say anything because I'm going to roll my dice. Craig is odd. One. Thanks. Craig, Libricide, you are first.
1: Well, sides are generally killing of things. Um, killing of um, Libra, the astrological sign people. Okay. <laughs> That's as good as you're going to get from me. Righto.
0: Susie likes it. So, killing of libras um,
2: this is the killing of somebody either in a library or by a book maybe
1: <laughs> Libras
2: wouldn't that be bibliocide no. No, i'm I'm going with libraries
0: so killing libraries or killing someone with <laughs> <by> a library <laughs> or maybe killing it's killing
2: somebody inside a library maybe it's killing
1: somebody with a li- liberal political um leadings. that that'd
0: be Libtard aside, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> inside a library, um, I think I'm going to give you half a point for that. Yeah, me, yeah. because <laughs> it is actually the obvious. It's killing books.
1: How yeah, do you kill a book?
2: Ah, with fire. Okay. So I did say killing. Yeah, with
0: books, you said not killing, not killing with a library or inside okay. a library, destroying books. Destroying books. Yeah. Interestingly, because someone mentioned it. Um. Also, synonym, bibliocide. <laughs> it is, of course. Well, I think I should get half a point for that, you don't you think? Say again? I should get half a point for that. No. I should get half a point for that. No, no, you should not. Because you were talking about what Susie was, <laughs> Susie's guess for the <laughs> bibliocide. And you were still wrong. Mm. So I should actually give you your point, shouldn't I? Point five. Ha, I think I gave you five points last time. That's not right <gasps> five points what half half a point for something to do with here <clears throat> yes it is of course from the latin and side obviously yes. and that's the word of the yeah. day do i still get a point no because i gave you half a point oh no, man that's harsh I, I, I did well Hush oh, scorer okay uh Craig,
1: give us a quote a second <laughs> time yeah okay um so uh our intelligent oh sorry once intelligent design squeezes its way into our biology books we might as well add astrology to our astrophysics lectures and toss in some alchemy education into the chemistry lab said by cara, cara. Santa, maria,
0: cara was... santa maria cara,
1: cara, cara, cara santa maria, santa maria. Yep. Although she doesn't mind it's if perfect. we say
0: it wrong because we're Kiwis and our accent is different.
1: Okay, yeah. I don't know so if Susie would get away a, with it. You um, weren't at the interview, were you, Susie? I was like, no, um. she, But she, of course, is a host on the uh, Talk Nerdy, Nerdy podcast and the Sceptic Guide to the areas Indeed.
0: And general science communicator. Hmm. She's also on, which I haven't seen season two yet. She's... Um, uh, Bill Nye's latest one. She he was Nye on one Saves of, the World. Yes, she was on one of the panels in the first season. And I think she's a, a regular correspondent in the second season, but don't
1: quite oh, remember. interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I saw the first episode of that. I thought it was reasonable.
0: Yeah. So, that's it. You've been listening to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical podcast. If you'd like to send us suggestions or feedback, send us a message on Facebook or check out our website, nz.